You're listening to the Story Shout Podcast, hosted by Kelsey Jones. We're a weekly podcast dedicated to destigmatizing failure and laughing at our normalcy. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Story Shout. My name is Kelsey Jones, and I am your host. Today, I'm joined by Akvila DeFazio. She is a friend of mine from uh, marketing conferences and in the industry. Um, she has her own paid social media agency. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you, Kelsey. Today, we're going to talk about um, something that you specifically suck at. And what is that? I am awful when it comes to rebuttals in the moment that they're happening. <laughs> so are these things that are like jokes or is it like somebody's rude and you're trying to like have a comeback for them? Both, but mostly if it's somebody being rude to me or taking advantage of me in a verbal situation in person. If it's email, I have time to think about it and create a response and maybe have some time to stew and process and maybe talk to someone else like my husband or a friend or my mom and kind of get an outside perspective, but I'm not great on the spot. And then unfortunately, if it's in person and then I think of a really great response to it, it's a little too late to come back and be like, hey, you know, I meant to say this and I usually kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, it doesn't end up really well for me. So I'm trying to get better, but it's hard because I I freeze up a little bit and I need that time to process it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really something you can practice. Like maybe you could have a few good comebacks, like in your back pocket to remember. (laughs) It's not something you can practice. Yeah, not at all. I I try to just take a breath and it's hard. Yeah, it's, it happens and it usually catches me off guard because I'm usually the type of person that doesn't expect people to maybe be rude to me. And I've, expl- I've experienced plenty of rudeness in my life, you know, being at the point where I am, but I just really wish this wasn't a problem for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and I'm sure we both have stories about that kind of stuff happening. The only, the only thing I can think of um, that my mom told me once is to always say, what do you mean by that? Like if it's, especially mm. if it's like a sexist joke, or like joke, I'm putting air quotes on the camera to say, what do you mean by that? And it forces the person to explain themselves. But that's like, but I know that. And I've probably told you that story before. And yet you did. I, still, I need to remember. <laughs> yeah. I still always freeze. I think I've only been able to do it one time because I'm like you, I don't expect it. Maybe I'll write it on a sticky note and just put it on my computer somewhere maybe just psychologically I'll remember it's maybe on my purse and maybe in my wallet I've never tried that type of trick before but I like your mom (laughs) it's hard though because you don't want to be the type of person that expects rudeness because I feel like that kind of puts you in a bad mindset but I think there's situations where you can probably assume it's going to come up I don't know have you have you experienced it more in certain situations versus others Um, I have a lot more through business in the last few years, but I think that maybe since I'm in control of my own work, that maybe having that inner authority makes me not stumble and I'm able to respond quickly. Uh, I know earlier on in my career, I I certainly didn't have that confidence, um, even if it was just kind of fake it till you make it and I still haven't made it. So I do still lack it with certain conversations, especially if I'm talking to somebody that's you know, somebody that might be intimidating in a way, but I'm fine there, but I've noticed it's more so in my personal life and outside of work where that's kind of caught me off guard, especially from people that 
you know, there's strangers that say things and I'm like, oh, you know, maybe it's just better. I don't feed into it and just walk away. But what's really caught me off guard is when people that I considered friends in the past um, have said things and I didn't have a great response. And I just kind of took it and was like, okay, they probably didn't mean it in that manner, but in reality they did. And other people that I told like, oh, that's awful. Why did you, why did you not say this or that? I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. (laughs) Wow. Well, what's an example? Because I just thought of an example as you're talking of mine. So if you have one, tell me yours. And I, I have a good one that I still think about. And it's like 10 years ago. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, mine was many years ago, too. But it was somebody that um, I considered a friend. And I they, they're very creative. And they have a skill that I wanted to hire them for um, to make something for my wedding. And I knew it was going to take a lot of time. It was you know, I, I'm trying to be very conscientious of people's time. And I, if they have a skill, I'll pay for it because I don't want it to be free. I want them to do a good job. Um, and I don't expect anything for free. So I hired this person to do this gift for my wedding. And this was nine months before my wedding. And at that point, like I, I was very strict on budgeting because you know I didn't have anybody paying for things. Um, so everything was you know, we're trying to organize it and plan ahead. So I gave them a nine month notice, like, would you do this little thing for me? It's a small, intimate wedding, but I'd love to do this for my guests. Um, and I want to pay you. And I tried for months to pay her. And literally two weeks before my wedding, she submitted the work and she said, you know, um, I had a great time with this, but you're right. Um, I, I, sh- I should have asked you to pay me to do it because it did take a lot of time. But since I've talked to you, you know, we, we kind of stayed in touch every month or two just to check in as friends, but also like how the project was coming along. And I was so disheartened because two weeks before my wedding, when everything was already paid for and done and like very tightly budgeted, she's like, I raised my rates for this thing that I've been doing. Cause you know, you hired me for it. And I realized that I can do such a great job with it, that I did an online store and I've raised my rates since, but since you're a friend, I'll give you 50% off of my raised rate. I was like, um, like it really sat, like I get that initial, like this isn't right feeling, but I kind of, maybe it's just, I'm nervous and I don't know how to respond and I don't want to offend that person, even though they've in a way maybe hurt my feelings. I just said, Oh, okay. And then I still paid her. And then I even gave her a great review on her online store because she asked me to. And then I sat back and I was like, this feels really just awful. Like I, I tried to pay somebody for nine months. And I said, I know this is going to take you a lot of time. I value your time and your work. And like two weeks before, it's just, that, that sprung on me and I didn't really have the funds and like I had to put it yeah. together. And then I told some of my closest confidants and my family and they're like, why, why did, why did you agree to that? Like, why did you say, why didn't you say anything back like this? You know, I've been trying to pay you, but I just froze in that moment. And, and then that person like dropped off for about a year and a half and came back to me and, and like wanted to do business. And I was like, she's like, Oh, you know, we haven't talked in so long. I wonder what happened. I was like, I should have maybe said something because it would have maybe changed the way the relationship went after that. But I was just so hurt. And I just, I don't know. I still, I see this stuff in my house that I still have that she made for me and I love it, but it just has like a little sour taste to it because I really, you know, tried to make good of it for nine months. And then it just kind of went sour and it just, it hurt my feelings and maybe I should have said something and I wish I did, but I just didn't know how in that moment. And I thought it was too late later because it'd be awkward. Yeah. It's hard for me when a situation like that happens and I can't understand where they're coming from. So if I can empathize with them, like why they would say mm-hmm. that, I'm like, oh, they're hurt about something else, or I know they're going through this tough time, or I've been there before, then it doesn't bother me as yeah. much. But when 
can't understand why somebody would lash out. It's really hard for me to, I think, deal with the situation in the right way. Yeah. It'd be nice if you could like, you know, as you said, you can't practice this type of thing to have a good response or a rebuttal if it's a debate. But yeah, even back in high school and I had to do debate classes, I was awful. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was the worst situation for me to be put in given how I am in this type of scenario. Yeah, I did. Um, I didn't do debate, but I did forensic. So we did. I did mock Congress, um, which was kind of a tiny argument, arguing, but you already knew your country, I think. So or your state or whatever. So it wasn't scary as debate. Yeah, some prep time would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, so mine, which is not as serious as yours. Um, I lived, I think it was my junior year of college, I lived with three girls. And one of them, one of them was my one of my best friends, and then her cousin, and then another random girl. And so the cousin was always like, kind of a, um, a B word, not to, not to um, make this podcast like NS, you know, not safe for work, but she was just always like, had an attitude for no reason. And um, one time I really liked this shirt she had. And um, I asked if I could borrow it. She's like, oh, yeah, sure. So she brings it out and I'm I hold it up and I'm looking at the tag to see who made it. And she goes, don't worry, it's a large. <laughs> In that moment, like what? I wish I could have said something because that oh, was so on. Day. and we were like the same weight. Like I we were both in mediums. Like, I don't know what her deal was, but I that has stuck with me because that caught me so off guard for her to say oh, that. Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if you, I feel like as we learn as kids, it's like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. <laughs> yeah. Or just think about how that person might feel if you say that thing, like, you know, take your take a breath. <laughs> yeah, if I can borrow your clothes, we're about the same size. So I don't know. Like it was, <sighs> I don't know, the reason that stuck with me, because it was so out of nowhere, like, even though she was kind of not like the nicest person, it was just so out of nowhere. And I try to think about, you know, all the reading I've done with like self-help and even therapy and stuff. I try to think about, it's not about you. It's about her. Like she was going through some stuff, you know, that you probably don't even know about, but yeah, I think I'm like you, like if it's totally out of left field and I haven't had any problem with that person in the past, I almost freeze in my tracks and it's like a deer in the headlights. And I just can't, yeah. Like my body shuts down and I just say, okay, and just try to get out of the situation. Uh, yeah. It's like, how, how you can't prepare for that type of thing. Yeah. And even if I wanted to be, even if I could have been like mean to her back, I don't really want to because yeah. then you're just as bad as that person. You know, when, when you had first said you wanted to talk about rebuttals, um, I was thinking about like people who I know that are good at like witty comebacks. And some yeah. of them were like mean. And I, I think there's a time and place in that if it's all in fun. But mm -hmm. if they were, it's kind of like, well, do I want to be that person and sinks to their level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it just sucks that you have to worry about rebuttals in the first place. Yeah. Like another scenario is car dealerships. I recently had to, um, my lease ended and I had to, I went to go get another one. And I had to prepare like as much as I could. I'm like, okay, like come and just 
try to have the upper hand and know that they're going to come at me with all these like sales tactics and right. I can't fall into this whole like freezing up no rebuttal thing. So I was like, I have to be okay to just walk out of there. And, you know, certain things happen where I now in hindsight, I'm like they totally lowered the price, but they still tricked me at the end of it. And I'm now slightly paying more. And I'm like, ah, like, you know, my husband is going to come with me and I hate that, you know, I can do business just fine. I can get great contracts in and I'm strong there. But when it comes to that type of stuff, I hate that it's still like, you know, they're going to see me as a woman coming in and they're going to try to crush me with their tactics. And they totally did to an extent. Like I felt like I fought a better fight than I'd have in prior scenarios like this, but man, it's just, I, this was like two months ago and I'm still thinking about like, ah, I should have like done more. I should have said this or that, or like stopped and, you know, like, told him I was going to leave where I knew that coming in, but then I didn't when I got right. there. And then I did after the yeah. fact and I'm like, here we go again. <laughs> oh, I hate car dealerships. That is like the worst. I remember um, when I was looking for a car out, out of college and I had my husband with me um, and we go to the dealership and the guy was like, Oh, you might like this little SUV. And um, it was a Saturn view. And my dad used to be a mechanic. So I'm not like, I don't know. I know like cars. Like if you showed me a car, I could tell you probably like what make and model it is, but I don't know Mm -hmm. how to like oil and stuff. Anyway, I was like, they don't make those anymore. And he was shocked that I um, knew that. And it was (laughs) probably like the best rebuttal that I've had in a situation like that. Like, cause you could tell he was trying to move that car off the lot, you know, because um, they only keep parts in stock for cars that that yeah. they don't get more for like five years or something. And so anyway, I felt good about that. But then I've had plenty of bad car dealership experiences too, where it's just like high pressure. And after that, my husband refused to come with me. He's like, you have to do this yourself. You have to have confidence because I was so scared and intimidated. And um, the last time I went, I was pregnant and I needed to get a bigger car. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I went, I walked into the dealership and I went to a dealership that was no commission. Everyone's on salary. I did that on purpose. And I go to the, the receptionist and she's probably our age or maybe a little bit younger. And I said, I want to meet with a sales guy who isn't sexist. And, and she was like, looked at me and I was like, I just want someone who's not going to talk down to me because I'm a woman and by myself. And she just like laughed and was like, okay, I have the perfect guy for you. And it was like oh, this young, so great. yeah, it was this younger guy that was like totally great and awesome. And he was my younger brother's age. And so totally great, like good experience. But, um, maybe next time you go into a dealership, you should be like, I only want to talk to, oh, you know, I love that you. Okay. So I've met your mom, but based on what she's told you before, and then you doing this, like, yeah, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So <laughs> You should keep those things coming out whenever you need to, you know, face people like that. Yeah, but I just, I mean, I'm glad that my husband forced me to go by myself the last few times because it's given me a little bit more confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, things will still, like for me, so you're saying like the rebuttal, the issue with rebuttals happens a lot in your personal life. Mm -hmm. For me, a lot in, in like my professional life, like at conferences and stuff when I've had like people say sexist things to me, oh, and to yeah. me, that's when it's mostly happened to me. I haven't had it as bad besides car dealerships um, <laughs> in a more personal setting and, you know, a personal life setting. Yeah. Man, I, I, I wait for that moment to where I can say something on the spot that is 
you know, not leveling down, but still witty and will stop somebody in their tracks and make them think about their actions and hopefully change that going forward for them. I know that's a huge wish, but like I think about some of my friends that I consider to be strong and are great on the spot and witty and will call somebody out when they're being inappropriate. And I think I just need to try to, you know, conjure up some of that, um, that skill that they have and maybe think like, what would so-and-so do or say in this situation? And I can, I can think about that and I know what they would say after the fact. I just, it nice it goes a little quicker because there have been a number of instances at conferences and, you know, I haven't said exactly what I wanted to say, but I let them know in a slight way that like, that's not okay. Though mm-hmm. there was one scenario where I think I told you about where it was like the worst one. And I was, I think I panicked because it was putting me in a really compromising situation that I somehow mustered up the right words to say how inappropriate it was. And then that person kept trying to find me the rest of the show and run up to me. But I had my friends like circling around me to block that person. And he kept trying to apologize and was like yelling over them. And it was actually somebody that was a partner at the company. And that made it really uncomfortable for work. But I was proud of myself for having acted and saying what I did in that moment. But it just hasn't happened in other scenarios where I'm like, does it really have to be that extreme for my my mind to just like, you know, fight or flight type of thing? Yeah. So I know. There's been a couple of times where I haven't said anything in the moment, but I did, I sent an email later or like I, I, I formulated what I wanted to say and I Mm. sent them an email or talked to them at a later time. And I just, even doing that, like gives me anxiety and makes my heart pound. But there's been a few times I've done that. Like at another car dealership, I was getting my oil changed and the guy was like, he looked at my hand because I, you know, I'm married. I have a wedding ring on. And he's like, and if your husband wants to call to talk to us about what we changed in your car, let me know. And my, my husband's not on my leases. I'm not on his yeah. or, you know, loans. And so I didn't say anything. I froze because that's happened to me so many times. Ugh. And I wrote him an email and I said, I just basically said like, that's very like, condescending and like my husband doesn't know anything about jeeps like because I had a jeep at the time like I researched jeeps for years before I had I got my jeep um just basically telling him like it was inappropriate it made me feel uncomfortable um and he should think it twice about doing that to women so anyway he tries to call me the next day and I I missed it not on purpose but I was like so anxious to talk to him um we kept playing phone tag anyway the next I had a oil change package with that dealership. So I went in the next time and he was there and I was all anxious. And, but he was like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, like your email really like changed my perspective on things. And since I've seen you, my girlfriend had um, our daughter and that has just really changed like how I'm speaking to women. And and by that time he'd been promoted to like the body shop manager or something. Mm. And so I felt like that's like the one time where I felt like my rebuttal actually like hopefully helped other women and other people to, to not be treated like crap by this guy yeah. who just assumes that like, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, it's great that you did send that and that he had a positive reaction to that. I'm sure it was uncomfortable for him to read that, but the fact that he didn't you know, come back defensively. I know I was surprised. So 
all that to say, maybe if something like that happens to you or with a friend or whatever, like you're talking about with your wedding, even sending a note after the fact when you've had time to um, like think about it is, but be- it's sometimes better than not doing anything because it did change, at least from what he told me, like change his perspective on things. And I'm sure like, you know, trying to imagine what it is like for, from a man's perspective that, you know, it doesn't come off malicious. Like, I think that when they're saying something like that, like, oh, you know, just have your husband check. He probably thinks like, oh, you know, most likely she doesn't know about cars because stereotypically men do. Um, But yeah, like it really makes that person think about exactly what that means because men don't have to deal with that kind of stuff that like, oh, you're, you don't, you don't know what we're talking about. So you should have your partner you know, explain it to you later, take a look. It's like, I'm right here. You can just explain it to me if I don't understand it. Take the time to educate me, but don't mansplain, please. <laughs> and just have a productive conversation or just don't say that because it's just, it's unfortunate people assume and you can't really have a positive experience from it. One thing I just thought of, have you ever been on the opposite situation where you said something and, and the person you said it to like it was they told you it was rude or, or maybe after the fact they um, followed up and said, you know, what you said really hurt my feelings. No. Um, <laughs> I really try to tread light, lightly. I think it's just, you know, I'm sure I've said like things that aren't very nice, but no one's ever like, I've never done it intentionally. And I've, I think I have this like really deep inner, like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want drama. I don't want any conflict. And I'm a very quick, um, conflict diffuser. I'm kind of like the peacemaker in my family. So I, like, I'm sure I've said things before that weren't nice, but, um, I really, yeah, I just, nobody's really told me anything. Like, I know I've had some situations where like, I've, I've asked a friend for something and it came out awkward and, you know, I, I came back to them and I, you know, we had a conversation about it. Like, oh yeah, this happened years ago, but I still feel kind of uncomfortable about it. And then we just laugh about it and we've moved on. But other than that, no, like, I, yeah, like I, I don't know. I was I grew up kind of like the um, the underdog, so I always tried to, you know, just play nice, so I don't have to, you know, with my name being weird. I'm like, I have plenty of things I could make fun of myself for all my flaws and weirdness, and like just, you know, when I moved here as a kid, as an immigrant, and with a weird name, and who was I to, you know, talk smack to anybody, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I. I'd love, you know, if anybody, if I've heard anybody's feelings, I would love to know. Like, I, I don't want anybody to go on in life being impacted in any way negatively from anything I've said or done. But I hope people would tell me. Yeah, me too. That's what I was thinking about is I, that's why I asked you that is because if you think of it that way, like I would want to know as well. And I know sometimes I'm very blunt, like with my really close friends, I'll be the one that like everybody's thinking it and I'll actually tell them. Like, <laughs> and um. Uh, they've gotten mad at me in the past. It was usually about like the guy they're dating or something. But the reason why I asked you is if you think of it from the other perspective, like you would want to know if you hurt someone's feelings. So would I, so you would almost hope that they would rebuttal, like have a response to you or tell you Mm -hmm. even in the moment or later that you hurt their feelings. Yeah. So, and I, and I'd also want to know like, not even hurt feelings. Like if I said something that was like offensive to, mm-hmm. you know, a certain group of people or very ignorant, I would, I would, I would die if I, if that happened. Yeah. And nobody. 
Yeah. So I don't know. That's just, it's just interesting to think about like all the, the angles of human conversation and, and what goes into it. Yeah. And it's like where that conversation happens, whether it's in person, whether it's digitally, um, at least digitally, you have a little bit more time to respond and can yeah. carefully craft your words. <laughs> I know in person is, is a lot harder since it's just, is so instant, but then texting or email, like sometimes people can say something and it gets misconstrued. Like somebody takes it a certain way that you didn't mean it. And so that's hard too. Cause in person you can read their body language yeah. a little bit better and know like they're, you can kind of tell a little bit better what their true intentions were in the message. But texting, I try to almost over explain things in texting because I don't want yeah. to come across this as rude or whatever. Well, you're not rude. I don't think you're rude. You've never come off that way, at least to me. And I do appreciate how direct and organized you are when you do send any sort of digital communication, um, whether it's work related or, you know, just like when you, when you organize that um, dinner uh, at that one conference a few years back, like you're just so organized. And it's like, I appreciate that there's no fluff. It's like, okay, like this is at a conference. We're busy. We have to plan everything. And then you just outline everything really nicely. So I feel like you're a great communicator. But yeah, it's just for those moments where people say things when you least expect them to, to have a an instant, clever, witty, you know, positive, yeah, thought-provoking response. That's yeah. where I feel like maybe I guess I'm not alone. <laughs> no, I don't think you are at all. And so, you know, to kind of wrap things up, you know, today we're kind of at time, if if, if you were talking to someone else and they said they were bad at this kind of stuff, what kind of insight would you give to them? Um, I'm going to try to take your advice and say, what do you mean by that? And try to remember that. Maybe I'll also, you know, I will try it. And if you want to try it, whoever's listening, maybe, you know, maybe writing it on a sticky note, putting your computer or maybe putting it in your wallet or taking a breath and having a moment of pause and then see if you can come up with something or maybe think of a friend that, you know, is really good at those types of responses on the spot and see, you know, if you can kind of think about what, what their response would be and try to respond in a similar manner. Clearly I'm no pro, but I'll try those out too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Use someone as inspiration. I like that. That's a good idea. Well, um, thank you so much for joining me. Do you um, have any social channels you want to share if people want to learn more about you and what you do and see you online? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Akvila DeFazio. That might be a little difficult with my name being unique, but if not that, then you can find me at advertise.com. Awesome. Well, Akvila, thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, everybody, don't forget to also follow us at Story Shout on all the social media and um, also leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Story Shout podcast. Don't forget to review us on iTunes and connect with us on social media at Story Shout or online at storyshout.co. Until next time. Stay normal.